Hi, my name is Sarah Rosa Davies, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. We have another edition of Emerald Recommends this week. I'm here with... Ryan Wynn, the podcast editor. So today we're going to talk about songs that have to do with ghosts and have the lyrics with ghosts in them in honor of Halloween coming up. It's going to be a really spooky episode, so you might want to get your parents' discretion before listening to this. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll start with my first song. Um... Be aware, as this is very common with Emerald Podcasts when I'm in them, is there are going to be a lot of Minnesotan artists on here. Some intentional, some not. Uh, Just because I, Sarah Davies, I'm from Minnesota. There's a lot of Minnesotan prejudice in this podcast. Yes, I'm sorry, but (laughs) our goal is to introduce you guys to new music, so let's start with that. Um, My first song is a song, actually a very sweet song, called The Ghost Inside Our House by Cloud Cult. They're actually kind of a spooky band at times, but they're also like a very loving band in their music. And I think this song is kind of a good mix of that spooky kind of like sadness that's in their music. The band formed um, when a couple, the main pair in the band, it's like a band of like 20 people, but the main the main singers, um, their son or daughter died at like three years old and they oh. kind of formed this band after their um their child passed away and it's the ghost inside our house is just one of the most beautiful songs of theirs but it also has the word ghost in it so uh maybe parental discretion is not advised for this one you can listen to it if you want so this is the ghost inside our house by cloud cult Inside our house, a wall wishful thinking. Oh God, don't leave us by ourselves. We're bound to take up drinking. Please send us a miracle so I know that there is meaning. Instead of think that it's a miracle just to be breathing. So live on, baby, live on. So we played about one minute of the song to ourselves, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on it, Ryan. As soon as I started listening to it, it reminded me of these songs that we listened to in one of our last podcasts about fall songs. It had a sort it it had a certain melancholy about it, even though I will say the tone of the singer was a little bit joyful. I'm not entirely sure if that's the right word. How do you feel about it? It's interesting knowing the band's other work because it definitely influences the context. This song is one of their softer, more melancholy songs, I would say. Actually, Cloud Cult's a very melancholy band. I will take that back. But this is one of their softer songs. I'm going to quickly play a little bit of, like, another song of theirs just to get, like, a like how drastic there's some of their songs are super complicated and super odd and have layers upon layers of different music and different instruments um so this is actually a break on that album this song is definitely like oh it's a quiet nice melancholy song but then you have songs like uh this Yeah. 
like their songs are often more like that. They're these layered, layered tracks. Um, and the Ghost Inside Our House is just Craig Manawa, the lead singer and a guitar, which I think is really beautiful. And also, kind of like you said, it fits in with the, the songs we've been talking about kind of these last couple of weeks. I think that it definitely sounded a lot more, for lack of a better word, Halloween-y with the sort of chanting, rep- repetitive, like, sp- overall spookiness that was going on. I think that organ really did it for me. The yeah, that's what it is. If I hadn't known that these artists were the same people, I would have said that they're completely two different artists. Which is really surprising to me, you know. I really, I, I will say that I do like the softer quality of the first song more compared to the second one, but maybe that's just me not liking Halloween as much. <laughs> is Halloween not your favorite holiday, Ryan? I feel like the Fourth of July actually is. Says an immigrant's child. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I know. <laughs> No, I know. I mean, like, I, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's not typically like an Amer. Well, it's an American holiday. But if you think about it, it's not like an official holiday. It's not like we get. That's true. Imagine if we got school off for Halloween. That'd be a dream. Would uh, it? I don't be. know. Uh, so, what's <sighs> your song? Your first song, Ryan. So my first song is by Def Cab for Cutie. It's called "The Ghosts of Beverly Drive." I will say that all the songs that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast, they're all these old songs I haven't listened to since probably high school and they all um before the podcast I made a little bit of fun of myself saying that all the songs I like vaguely sound similar and I think that this is one of them it has a sort of I feel like it has an element of pop music in there but it's sort of um it sort of retains itself from that if that makes sense let's give it a listen well Death Cat for Cutie is good I would just say like Death Cat for Cutie is good at indulging some pop sensibilities but not overdoing it um when it comes to like in the indie pop sound that's exactly the kind of music that i like now that you say that like that's perfect i know you so well okay so here's the ghosts of beverly drive by death cat for cutie initial reaction to that song is the the ethereal kind of i think it's either synth or strings um just brings you into the song in a really nice way and then it gets really dancey and i didn't expect that i didn't expect that kind of that drum beat that really consistent drum beat to come in but i like that yeah i will say the beginning does sound like the feeling of when you're listening to not quite sad, but not quite happy, but maybe melancholy songs, like when you're walking home from campus, like via the EMU. It feels like that. It's late at night, and you're like, oh, it's way too late. What if I get home? I'm just going to go straight to bed. And I think Death Cab for Cutie lives in that middle ground for me as a band that... I, they're a band I listen to when I'm just feeling meh. They're a band for that perfect kind of middle ground, and it's just an average day. Yeah, yeah. I will say that whenever the song pops up on my Spotify mix, whenever I'm studying, I always, like, stop. And I always get distracted. I just stare out the window, like, really dramatically, like, in a music video, just because I can't focus, just because I'm like, oh, this is really sad. Such an emo thing to do. <laughs> um, 
My next song is The Ghost Inside by Broken Bells, which is a group comprised of James Mercer from The Shins and Danger Mouse, who I think is two different producers. Um, and they recently, like a couple years ago, they released an album that was like, sounded like the Bee Gees, sounded like really poppy music, but they, a couple years before, maybe like six or seven years before, I'm not quite sure, came out with an out al- like their initial album called Broken Bells, um, and it had some really interesting kind of melding of like, it was like very, it, very, how do I say this? It was very representative of like indie rock at the time for me with kind of some of this like quirky, like electronic stuff, but also like James Mercer's voice, if that makes sense. Uh, but this song feels particularly ghost-like and fall for me. It's called The Ghost Inside. The Ghost Inside, I think, is a song, probably one of the better layered songs in this podcast so far. They're all actually pretty, like, the production is pretty, like, the pieces fit together pretty well in all the songs, but for me, The Ghost Inside feels most representative of, like, this fall mood we're talking about, the scary, the eeriness, there's the the synth, kind of, and then there's this really steady beat um, that you were, you were bobbing your head to, Ryan. I really did not expect that initial after you described it as sort of ghost-like. I was definitely bobbing my head. I knew that I immediately would like this song. And then came in those vocals, I immediately got what you said about that sort of strange, like, maybe airy quality about it, if that makes sense. Like, the song, I don't know why, it. whenever I listen to it, it brings me back to being a kid and going to Nickelodeon Universe, which is like a theme park in the Mall of America in Minnesota based on Nickelodeon shows, and they had a Danny Phantom ride, I think, or something that was like a ghost, little ghost house thing. Spooky. Spooky. And for some reason, whenever I listen to the song, I am brought back to like riding that ride. I have no idea why. so specific. It literally brings me back to like going to the Mall of Friends and then listening to the album after as a young teen. I could definitely imagine this as a sort of light soundtrack for a movie that isn't necessarily dark and depressing, but has some sad elements to it, you know? Like most movies? Oh, I I, guess. <laughs> I, I suppose. Like, I imagine this, like, I don't know where I'm going with that, actually. It's, it's, it's again, for the mediocre movie. <laughs> um, Ryan, what's your next song? My next song is Ghost Town by, I don't know how to pronounce this, but... I think it's Husa. Husa, that's who and then S-A-H. This is, again, another song... This is, again, another song that I haven't listened to for a while, maybe since high school, but once I listened to it, I I had at the same... Looking back on it now, when I listen to it, it does have that same sort of... There's, like, an underlying... Um, what'd you say, like, pop sensibility mm-hmm. to it, but I wouldn't stray so far as to call it pop because of that. Um, I feel like there's 
more depends on the vocals on this one, but it does have the same like sort of melancholy quality. Okay, let's listen to Ghost Town by Husa. Knowing you, Ryan, and knowing your choices for these last couple podcasts where it's like indie pop, like very indie pop, but it avoids, again, some of those really, really, really catchy sensibilities. This song is pretty catchy. Yeah, it definitely is. I feel like there's more dependence in the vocals than in the other songs that we've listened to. That's true. And there's maybe, because of that, now that I listen to it again for the second time, that it is a little less melancholy in terms of the actual rhythm and music of it yeah it's more upbeat yeah it definitely is i really like the lyrics mix though i will say that we're living in a ghost town yes that is what the song is called that's like me every time i hear that part (laughs) yeah you sing along um that's funny that you focus on the lyrics because ghost town is like such a it's a i feel like it's a cliched term but Definitely, it's, you know, yeah. like, the, it's one of those songs you're just kind of meant to dance to. Um, really? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't... <laughs> I was like, it's a little, like, funky for leather... For a, it's a little funky for a lack of a better word to use, but yeah. I didn't imagine it as... I guess it really depends on, like, what you mean. When, what you... I guess it really meet, depends on what you meant by, like, it's a dance song, because I did imagine dancing but i didn't like i would hesitate in saying that it is a song for a club if that makes sense that makes sense it's more for like a high school dance i'm not sure if i would even say that a high school dance for when trap music wasn't a thing maybe i just kind of imagined it. i feel like the dancing that i would do this song would just be in my room alone just like Awesome. Or singing into your hairbrush dancing. Maybe that's yeah. that's only when I dance. I when I sing into my hairbrush. When I only do those things alone. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why you considered it more of a dance song than I did. That's interesting. Like I can imagine if it maybe were more layered musically, it being in a club because there is some synth in there, and there's that kind of like there's a little bit of a drop, and then there's we're living in a ghost town. Like the beat is great for dancing in my mind. Maybe not the rest of the instrumentation. But there's that beat there where it drops and you go, you know, there's kind of the syncopation. We're going to get into the last couple songs here. Uh, so my last song is Ghost by Jeremy Messersmith, which is, I think, another lyrically focused song. Um, because he focuses more on the images of ghosts and, like, what what this, what this image means to him in the song and what this theme means. Um, this song feels more like an outward song of his. He writes a lot about love and stuff, but this song feels like an outward extension of his feelings in a way that's not about love. He writes a lot of love songs, and a love song is about being in love. But this song, for me, feels more than about that. Can I quickly say yeah. what I expect from this based yeah. on that description? Okay, so based... I heard a lot of stuff about outward expression of love. I'm a little curious to hear this because, based on the songs that we've listened to so far that doesn't necessarily jive a whole lot with 
the sort of maybe more restrained melancholy from it. But I feel like if it were to do that, in my mind, the first thing that kind of pops up are like restrained, like love songs that are like, do you have that kind of sense of that maybe songs about unrequited love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to hear this. Well, I just will add that this is not a love song in my mind. This oh. is actually off of an album of love songs, but I, this is for me. It's it's more an outward expression of how he feels, like internally, but like mood and stuff. Um, okay. To be really vague, but this is "Ghost" by Jeremy Messersmith. voice is what surprised me so much it just can it just feels a lot more we've used this word a lot uh, melancholy than I definitely expected and there was definitely more layering than I, what I expected too especially when um what was that mo I for, don't know what he exactly I don't remember what he exactly said mm-hmm. but it sounds like kind of echoey Oh, yeah. It was when he's, I'm just a ghost in your garden fading into view. Yeah. That line. Yeah, that surprised me a lot. Um, And it does definitely, I feel, contain some pop sensibility. I will say that I really liked it, and I'm planning to add it after this to my Spotify playlist. It's so interesting you talked about kind of imagining something a little bit quieter and softer and not as outright. Or not as, like, poppy, because his other music, this is, like, this comes off of his album Heart Murmurs, which came out after, like, a, a like a album cycle of three different albums that were all, that had some songs like this in them, but they were majority pretty quiet, had a lot of really string quartet stuff in there, and would be more of the kind of lone guy, like, lone guy sitting on his porch um, albums. So, the, and Heart Murmurs was, like, Jeremy Messersmith's move into like a more radio friendly song sound one of my favorite aspects of his music is his voice because he has this like falsetto but it's not an annoying falsetto it's a very sweet and very like i think genuine falsetto i think sometimes when you have men go into their falsetto voices it gets kind of like musical theatery (laughs) and his voice doesn't do that at all i and that's yeah ghost is one of my favorite songs because it actually shows a lower register of his voice which is saying something because he has a pretty high voice. Um, what's your last song, Ryan? My last song is called Ghost, and it's by Mansell. That's like the words. This is based on your, based on what you said about what you've learned about my music taste from these last few podcasts. I don't think you're going to be surprised at all. Ryan, vary it up. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Ghost by Mansell.
paper. But tell me a little bit more about why you chose this song. I chose this song because I think it's a really interesting contrast, honestly, between... I will give a little bit of a disclaimer. I normally can't understand lyrics and songs very well. I just think it's a really interesting contrast between the sort of musical tone of the song and its title. Like, Ghost, you would expect something more like maybe what we've been listening to before. But compared to... When you look at the musical tone of it, it sounds definitely a lot more upbeat. I think this is this is definitely the most upbeat thing that we've listened to yeah. in this podcast. Um, there's a lot of instruments in the song. Well, they're more prominent at the very least, especially compared to the other songs and the vocals. Like The prominence between it and the vocals just kind of go back and forth, but I do think it's a little bit strong in the first part. What do you think? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I, one of the things that jumped out to me about this song was kind of the interplay between the music and the vocals. Like, there was parts where he wasn't singing and there's just, like, I think a little guitar kind of... And then there was also, like, a musical break where there was just the bass and the synth for a second. And I think it's it's a song that actually, surprisingly, leaves a lot of room in between stuff. Like, it's not just, like, these tightly layered kind of layers of, like, instrument voice all the time, it leaves some room, despite it being a really kind of complex instrumental song, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, And for me, that, like, kind of is a representative of all the songs we listen to in a way. It's, like, a combination of all of them. They're all, there's kind of this, like, pop sensibility we've talked about, but then there's also kind of these maybe... I don't know. There's no way to unite them musically, the songs, but I think there's kind of a sense of layering that's happening there. And then there's also just the theme of ghosts, which is interesting to see how they manifest all the different, how they manifest across all the different songs. If you think about it, like Jeremy Messersmith was about like kind of leaving a place. Um, this one, I couldn't really tell. I wasn't really listening to the lyrics. I was yeah. more listening to the quality of his voice. Um, Cloud Cult was about losing a family member. Like, the Death Cab for Cutie one, I honestly, it's too late now that I forget. <laughs> but there's, I think there is something that unites these songs, um, which is maybe not what I expected them to be united by. But maybe that's just because we have similar tastes in music. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I definitely think it's a lot more busy in terms of what's going on in the song. You know, there's there's a lot. Like with Jeremy Messer's song, you could really... Um, the th- main thing that I heard was were the vocals and um, the guitar. But in this one, I couldn't really even tell what was going on, but there was, like, this single beat that was coming out of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's really interesting that you say there's, like, this one aspect that unites these because I feel like this one is more of the Black Sheep compared mm-hmm. to the rest. Def- I think mostly in terms of tone but i do sense a little bit of this sort of sadness to it but i'm not entirely sure where i'm detecting that from i'm not either it's hard to tell with that song i want to give it another listen after this and kind of think about it in the context of ghosts but i think that's up for people to decide on their own sounds like it It sounds like it because this podcast is getting long (laughs) um Well, thanks for listening to another Emerald Recommends. I'm Sarah Rosa Davies. I'm Ryan Wynn. And you can find Emerald Podcasts on wherever you get your podcasts, including the Daily Emerald homepage, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Thanks for listening.